I have I wrote some notes on why the drug war has failed. America, where <laughs> the war on the, drugs, the war on drug has mm-hmm. failed. Okay. Yeah, and I don't know. I did. Oh damn! <laughs> God damn! That's a report. I like you did, you I, did research. I don't fucking, know. It's <laughs> a fucking essay. Is that I a don't link know. to a PowerPoint? <laughs> <laughs> shit! And I like read. I read some shit before I walked in. I was like, oh, okay. I remember well, it, yeah, maybe if we're too prepared, it's not. Uh, it's not good. Uh, we just can't offend anyone. And uh, shit. Okay, the, here here we go. This is going on the internet, right? Yes. Somebody will be Somebody offended. Someone will be, will be offended. offended. We were offended one lady. Yeah, so. right from the beginning. Nice. Very like day one, she, we said something about... She took the time to write a very long email. She's priced to listening. But, yeah. She's she, to, and that's the beauty of it. If you're offending somebody and they're replying to you, telling you... And you know, shit. That means you're being listened to. <laughs> that's a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> she was that's proof. I like it. She uh-huh. was mad. She was mad about President Trump. Yeah, everybody is. <laughs> I'm like, well, good. Like, then you share the same feelings and sentiment as yeah. everyone else. Because he's a punk. I said it. There you go. I said it. He's a dumb punk. <laughs> <laughs> he's an icky punk. I'm tired. <laughs> he's a grossy punk. I don't know what else. Um. Okay, we ready? Three, two, one. I don't know how to use the sound key thingy. Okay. Welcome, everyone, to another week of Wikukui. This is Ricky Ariza. And Ernesto Ortiz. And today we have another guest. Would you like to introduce yourself? Of course. My name is Alejandro Sanchez Vega, but everybody calls me Alex. Yay! Um, and Alex, you have been on the show before. Yes, you I have. have. Yes. Yeah. Yes, it was, a, it was a pleasure to be here, and it's a pleasure to be back. Yay! Well, thank you for coming back. You look fabulous, by the way. You do. Thank you you look really out. good. What's going on here? I bought a mirror in real life. <laughs> Shit, that's what it is. Fuck. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was like, "Wait, that's what everybody's been looking Ooh. at." I need to change that. Oh, but what's your secret? What's your secret? I'm actually doing intermediate fasting. Okay, oh, you know, I've been yeah, doing that too. Yeah. I do that too. It's really? Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. tell me how that works. I don't know how you do it, but uh, I mean, but but the basic structure is you uh, fast for 16 hours mm-hmm. and you eat for eight, and yes. the eight hours that you eat, and you can eat. It doesn't matter when, uh-huh. but those eight hours that you eat should be like a nutrient dense food, like just. Yeah, as best you can, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, but some people do different time periods. I think I did mine from like one to nine is when I would eat. Oh. And then not eat from nine until one. So mm-hmm. 16 hours of fasting. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh. The, the, the way I'm doing it is uh, from 12 to eight. Okay. Uh, that's the only time I get to eat. And I eat whatever I want. Oh, you eat whatever you want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Noon to eight. Yeah, that, well, that's the one I heard. Yeah. The, yeah, like, there's various versions. You eat whatever you want from this time to this time. Yeah. From and then there's a cutoff time. 12 to 8. Uh, actually, I have an alarm on my phone at 7.50. It, it sounds <laughs> off to remind me you got to stop. <laughs> yeah. Like, get your last whatever, yes. chicharron in, this, whatever. This is it. <laughs> like, if you haven't gotten your tacos by now, oh, you're not going to make it. Yeah. You know? But, uh, but yeah, I've been doing that for uh, a little bit over a year now. And cool. I've lost about 45 pounds. Ooh. Sweet. Yeah. Oh, that's good. You look good, dude. You look good. You look healthy. 
Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> you, Ricky. Oh, yeah. sorry. Go ahead. No, go I didn't let you finish your no. I'm sorry. And, and oh, okay. okay. Here you go. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've been saying we've been off for a couple weeks. We have been. What's, uh, what's going on? Oh, so I've been in rehearsal. So I had. I actually had a show. We opened a show last Friday, so that's why I couldn't do it. Yeah, and it's almost um, over. It was a short run, right? No, the show goes to the 24th. Oh, okay. Um, so we got Never a couple mind, more so weeks. Long. But no, doing Chato's Kitchen here at Child's Play, and that has been a fucking whirlwind. It was that like, I mean, show it's, looks it's, hard. It's fun. It's hilarious. It's hard. <laughs> it uh, It's a new work, and it was a new work that they put up in 12 days and it was like <gasps> and like in those 12 days the director and writer is the same person still adding stuff and so oh. changing stuff so it's like oh my oh. god but it's good stuff it's well, fun I mean I have to say that Alex and I have uh, experience with that yeah. a lot <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> till the day of <laughs> which is normal for devising new work I mean it is it but it's just like through the run yeah. <laughs> your life changed oh yeah well it hasn't gotten that bad <laughs> yeah. no, like, the last day <laughs> the last day of the show oh can you change this line for this and uh, can you die instead that's of being hard. alive at the end? Yeah. that's hard especially because like it depends on the artist like sometimes I'm for that like depending on the piece like the piece is organic like it's still going like, well, you, you, you know, it's good when you like, or like you, I mean, you walk in thinking a certain way, like I'm going to learn my lines, I'm going to be professional. But then once you like throw the, all that out and you're like, you know, what, I'm just going to go for the ride. Yeah. Yeah. Then it ends up being a lot of fun. I think yeah. it depends yeah. on the piece. Like there's some definitely like scripted pieces, like, you know, canon, theater canon that were like, this is how we're going to do it. Uh-huh. But there's some when it's devised and it's just like, or like I felt carpet plays was kind of like that. Yeah. Um, I wasn't that bad on it, but carpet plays, I felt like it was. This could, and even like when we want to remount it, like I want to be stricter to like how, I mean, I'm inspired by how South Park used to do their things. Like South Park will keep writing their episodes like two hours before, yes, yeah, I love before that stuff. it's done. And they keep editing and keep changing two hours before it goes on. Then they send it. And I think that's cool. They're like, keep it fresh, keep it, keep yeah. it organic, but it's stressful for the performers. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, you just have to, be just roll, to with it. roll with a yes and and go. Pretty much. But <laughs> that's what it's been. So last Friday, I was like, we opened the show on a, at seven o'clock so i was like yeah we're not doing and you had to be there too so i was like no, yeah we're uh we're not recording and then well, the week prior you were out of town right yeah i was in atlanta atlanta georgia yeah. learning learning about the equity in equity the arts. diversity and inclusion in the arts how was that it was very good and it's very uh it was great it was wonderful it was um let's see here it, i think it was 60 hours total of uh quote-unquote training but uh, it was uh, split up into two two sessions. It was one session in September. We were together for a week. It was a group of 40 of us. I think 37 actually was oh, okay. the number. But um, And then um, it was almost like the military. They broke us down. <laughs> and we went <laughs> home crying. A lot of crying. <laughs> was, it, was there though, a lot of crying? There was a lot of crying. Yeah, well, you know what it was—it it was uh, making you look internally, and sure. and it, it, yeah. I, it, you know what it felt like, um, like when you take like a like an acting workshop, or you're like digging deep within, and or like you go to like church camp when you're yeah. or a church senior, camp. A senior or in church, high school, or church camp. Really <laughs> revealing. Yeah. yeah, and then um, so that was that week, the breakdown week, where you're looking inside, looking in into your soul, and you know all of that stuff. Um, um, and then. The second week was in October, and we were on our feet. And the whole, the whole training, or yeah, the whole training was um, to recognize or to be facilitators in in the fight towards uh, anti-racism or equality within within your discipline in the arts. So um, it was deep. 
Nice. And you need to realize how racist you are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because everyone has their biases. So. Yeah. Yeah. And just things like things you didn't realize you were doing. Like um, people said, one person said majority rule one time and they're like, mm, that's how we got into this problem. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're just like, oh, shit. No, so, that's true. So it's like your whole life. You're like. All the shit you've learned. Every single thing in my life. Or or here's a good example. Um, one lady was from uh a, a oh no, she was a professor. Uh, a, she taught theater and stage management, I think that was her thing. Um I forget what school it was, but she we got a list of the the traits of um characteristics of, of white supremacy. And one of them was uh, what is it? Yeah, being on time and everything had to be perfect, um, those types of things, right? And she's like, I looked at this and I was thinking, this is the stuff I teach in my classroom. This is the stuff my parents taught me. This is the stuff my grandmother taught me. This is the stuff my answers were beat. And she goes, oh, okay, I get it now. Mm. Yeah, it was yeah, it was a cool thing. But um, uh, yeah, so that's what I was doing. That's crazy. So, yeah. So <laughs> that's cool, though. That's important. Yeah. Everyone needs to go through that. Yeah, Everyone really. And it was hard for me, Alex. Let me tell you, because it's really hard for me, because uh, there's a lot of people that talk like this. Um, and we're going to take a deep breath now together. <laughs> but you need and that then shit. They, and then they, yeah. they a lot of uh, snapping their fingers like, and yes, yes, yeah. Yes. Very poetry yeah. slime. And you're like, I'm just like, oh my God. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then I, but you know what? I, uh, I was inside feeling like that, like, ooh, I'm in a cult. And this, <laughs> I, I just signed up for a cult. But when a few of us broke off to do some exercise, one of the girls said something like that. She's like, am I the only one who feels like this? And like, uh, like 10 of us were like, Oh my God. <laughs> That's good. That's good. I yeah. didn't know that I was the only one who felt like, what the hell's going on here? Right. But at the end, you're like, okay, I get it. I get what's going There's on. There's these energy shifts. Like yeah. they're sh- deliberately talking in this yeah. way. They're like, talking because yeah. they know that and the then, feelings are so tense uh, in the room and ever. And if they're sitting here talking to you in this way, it's like there's this aggression where. Yeah. Well, it's just true. And you know, uh, I think I took out of that or it was frustrating at first, but then I, I, I think the by the very last day I was like okay well I know right. why they're doing this but uh, maybe the last hour I right. found sure, like, sure. I was like oh okay but it was like they would start to con- they would start a conversation and start making a statement and wouldn't end it and it was left for us to like figure out what the end was oh, right yeah. yeah and they're like what I'm like wait they didn't what are we supposed to do I don't know I'm lost I don't know what we're supposed to do yeah. what are we supposed to do yes yes what, what? yeah yeah there was a, an exercise where they're like uh, you're gonna oh you're gonna build you're gonna I'll create a movement and how it feels to be oppressed that was the the, the whole thing that, and we're like what wait what what yeah. what I, I don't think I felt I didn't hear a period <laughs> yeah. and what was it how are we supposed to do that and they like totally walked away from us that's awesome. like, oh. that's totally good, and then dude. they're like you have 15 minutes so we're just letting go. you know we're, you're gonna go you're gonna share <laughs> yeah so I wrote a comedy bit that's how we dealt with that nice. <laughs> yeah, that's good. awesome yeah. that's awesome yeah how about you, Alex? How how how's life? How have you been? I'm uh, pretty good. A uh, little bit busy. I just finished a show. Uh, we did um, a show called the uh, Canterbury Tarot. Um, oh yeah, yeah. I, see, I think I saw this online. Yeah, it it was a lot of fun. Um, uh, Ernesto Moncada directed it. Yes, uh, I love him. And uh, it it was a lot of fun. I got to play Death. Cool. Um, oh. And um, I also played uh, the World 
at the end. So wow. It was a lot of fun. It, it was a, 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 new, a new play. Um, Ashley uh, Naftul is, is who wrote it. Yeah, from Space 55. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I know her. Know him. I was thinking of that girl. No. no. I don't know him. <laughs> no, he's a great guy and, and writes beautifully. The, I don't know them. I, the... Uh, <laughs> The monologue Man. that I had for death was the closest thing to a Shakespearean mm. monologue I've ever had. Oh, sweet. And I've been in a Shakespeare play. <laughs> You're like, I'm doing this. Yeah, it was. I milked the living crap out of that <laughs> monologue. It was awesome. It was a lot of fun. And uh, right now, I'm pretty much just in between projects. Uh, I just uh, met with James Garcia for um, a New Carpa. Sweet. And uh, we're, he's mounting a play in June. He wants me to help direct. Sweet. And then uh, I got the notification for Teatro Bravo. Yo. Oh, Teatro Bravo is looking for ensemble. That hit up yes. last night. I've last night, some, night before? Night, I think it was uh night before. Night before. Yeah. Yep. I'm, my, my, my inbox is getting, hearing a lot of dings. Really? It's very, yeah. I was seeing what people are. We've yeah. been waiting. Like, people yeah, are hungry to perform. Good. Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. And be a part of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it used to be just be until, I guess, until James came along, right? It, yeah, James was company, that was the only one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. There'd be a couple of visiting Spanish only sh- like companies that would just come through on like a tour of a show, but yeah. there's Teatro and then New Carpa. Wow. Yeah. So I'm really excited to to get back so into acting. Explain what that's. I feel like so. Yeah. So uh, so just through much discussion uh, on how I want to move forward with Teatro Bravo, I decided that um, I don't like doing everything on my own and uh-huh. because it's not how I work I like to work with ensemble I was, uh-huh. I'm trained in that I'm trained in in ensemble based theater and um, I don't know the answer has always been right in front of me but we were talking uh, in with various groups that have been like working with like various people who are who are working with Teatro and on um, here and there um, and we're like why don't we just do this artistic ensemble approach and we look at and see who's interested in being a part of an, an artistic ensemble and yeah, we just kind of make decisions on how we want to do work. And yeah, I don't know. Like, let's work together and let's figure out what theatro can be now and where we want to move it forward. Because I want to do some major overhaul as far as like mission and logo and everything. And like yeah. just the way we do work. I mean, still keep the essence of what Guillermo and Trino and Enrique set up. But um, how do I add on to that? So doing produced, I mean, doing the regular, the, you know, traditional produced work since I've come in, I've started doing devising work. And then I also want to bring in theater for youth work and on my, you know, everyone thinks the author Bravo is not doing anything because I don't publicize stuff or we're not doing stuff necessarily for the public. Cause most of the stuff is community engaged. So that's the other aspect, right? Community engaged type work. Like we're in a collaboration right now with rising youth theater. So anyways, like, I just have this these these ideas that have been percolating and I want to get a group of artists who want to do the work and let's do the work. So the first step is to do an, uh, an application process to see who's actually interested. So we're going to have an informational session on November 23rd here at Child's Play. Um, just so I can say, hey, this is who we are. This is what we're doing right now. And this is what I want to do. Do you want to be a part of this? Yeah. So so the, <laughs> and the first step is we're going to do a series of visioning sessions on where Teatro is going to go. Those are going to be paid. So there's a stipend that everyone will get to be a part of that. Nice. Um, and then we're just going to do some shit. So I know for sure on this schedule, we have a show at Space 55 in April that we're doing. Um, and applied for a grant. Arizona Commission on the Arts for another community-based project. We'll see how that goes. Um, and then the collaboration with Rising Youth <laughs> Theater. So, so yeah, I really want to get an ensemble of people who want to do the work. And 
because yeah, I'm tired of playing by myself. <laughs> I play with myself all the time. I don't want to. Just kidding. I had to go there. Your mom listens to this. <laughs> she's disgusting. like, she's like stupid. <laughs> yeah. uh, no, she's like, she's like, I wash your sheets. She's, I don't live with my mother. Oh. Jesus. <laughs> I know what goes on. <laughs> Gross. Uh, sorry, mom. Uh, um, but yeah, that so that sock walked out by itself. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> See what, I guess what I get myself into. Um, so yeah, I'm excited about it. I want to have an ensemble to play with. It's gonna be fun. Yay! Really cool. And the people reaching out are rad people, so I'm really excited. Oh my god! What if? What if? Ricky, Ricky's not here, right here. We're just talking like he's not here, Alex. <laughs> what if Ricky remounted Bless Me Ultima? Ooh. That would be cool. Oh, and got a real owl. Right? <laughs> like, like an actual trained owl? Like an actual trained and, owl. No, an actual non-trained owl. <laughs> just sweeps, it just sweeps in and poops on everyone. <laughs> as long as we get a gun that actually works and shoots when it's supposed oh, to. When it's supposed we'll, to. Oh, my God. <laughs> I think we'll be good. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> where we don't have to react twice, right? You know? <laughs> like, oh. We don't have to oh, look it down the barrel. Oh. The like, why isn't this shooting? <laughs> That's funny. Just no switching out the tequila bottles. <laughs> yeah, no, we just start with tequila from the beginning. Yeah, we just start. Yeah, yeah. And it wasn't tequila, was it? At the yes, very end, it was, was tequila. Very, like, the one yep. you tricked me with? Yes. Yeah. Oh. That, that was Casadores tequila. <sighs> that was so gross. Yeah. Because no, I, I didn't. I didn't. Uh, right. Stage manager was right. He was on it too. Oh, yeah. oh she's like, he was, like, he was up no, in the no, well, no, no. He was in the booth and he's like, "What is that? I don't recognize that bottle." And I was like, "What are you talking about?" He's like, "The bottle down there." I'm like, uh, "So, so tell everyone what anything. happened." So, I'm so, so we're, we're doing ha- a lot of uh, insider stuff. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. So. Uh, it is a tradition between some <laughs> of us in the acting community that in the last show we switch off whatever drink we're supposed to be drinking with real tequila. Mm-hmm. Okay, and the uh, the scene was um, you you were the dad and your son is coming uh, always, back from the war. Always the dad. And what was hilarious about that scene was that you're inviting him to drink. We need to have a drink, you know. Oh, yeah, and you yeah. go out and grab the tequila. Somebody passed it over to you. And it was off stage, the, uh, off stage on yeah, the wings. Yeah, on the wings. Yeah. And it was always uh, a tea. Mm-hmm. So you you would down the tea, you know, like you're a professional drinker, and he's supposed to be like just looking at his drink, you know, very somber about it. We get the real tequila, Ernesto grabs it, takes a little zip, and he's like, holy crap, what the heck is this look on his face? <laughs> and he like slows down on the drinking. Meanwhile, it, it was... um. Uh. Who who played uh, his son? Uh, it was that cute guy. Who was it? Was um. Oh, uh, Alberto. 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 Jacob. Yeah. So uh, uh, they he he's supposed to be nursing the drink. He's taking. He slammed. Yeah. He took. Oh <laughs> he took like four shots in that scene. <laughs> he's like, yes, this is tequila. And then you go backstage <laughs> and you have Greta over there grabbing the whole bottle and just downing it. <laughs> oh my god! She did not know that was happening. Yeah, that was happening backstage. I didn't know that. Uh, I didn't know a lot of things. All yeah. I know is someone's like so i think i hear i'm like i don't hear anything i gotta go do box office yeah and now, i just you know uh you know what that that tea mm-hmm. side note that tea no one switched it out for i don't know how many weeks there was a couple of a weeks <laughs> and, oh, and yeah. there was some floaties <laughs> on the top it's not okay that was not, <laughs> i was like ew that. So yeah. the young director, I was just, you know. <laughs> so but I didn't funny. do props. Who did props? Uh, who did do props? I, I want to say the stage manager was doing. Oh, I think so. Yeah, because he when he saw that it wasn't, it was like a intermission. He came down, grabbed the tequila bottle, and took it away. But yeah. by then, we were done with the yeah, drinking scenes. Yeah. I think so. Yeah, that's already we're already drunk. We're good. Yeah. yeah, I mean, we had really busted our ass. It was a beautiful. <laughs> it was a no, but it was a beautiful show. Yeah, um, it was great. And was awesome. I was like, you know what, y'all. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm a little more old now, but I was just kind of like, you know what? Do you bitches just do it? <laughs> yeah, just we, don't give any to the kid. Yeah, <laughs> no one, no one. Well, he was yeah. the drunkest one. What do you know? <laughs> yeah. He grabbed just, it by himself. Just, Nobody just, gave him any. He, he, went out and he grabbed, brought he, the tequila. Right away from Ryan. <laughs> he's old enough now. Isn't uh, he old enough now? Now he? Oh uh, no, he's still underage. Yeah. He's, he's still like, eighteen. He's he's, 18, he's in college. 18. Yeah, old enough. Old enough. <laughs> yeah. he's, he's fine. You know he's. You know drinking he's drinking right now. <laughs> His parents might listen to this show. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Michael, Christina. I'm yeah, sorry. hi. They know too. <laughs> Anyways, hey, uh, y'all, I have a bit of an update. What? Okay, so uh, season two, which has been the longest season in the world, I uh, FYI, but uh, we're in season. We're two. in season two right now. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we never switched over to three. Um, we talked about uh, our first show was about a a guy named Tank who injected his testicles with oh yeah I remember that silicone because his boyfriend Dylan oh um asked him to this is beef and noodles beef and noodles, noodles yes and noodles and beef <laughs> noodles and beef still that but Tank Heffertepen <laughs> I still don't think that's right <laughs> it's H E F E R T E P E N oh Heffertepen <laughs> Well, okay, let me get this right because I, I like one of those letters is silent. To, so the headline on the Daily Beast is Daily Beast reputable? I I, I is there like sure? Yeah, is know. that like the Inquirer? Sounds like a Harry Potter. The Daily um, Beast, right? Sounds like a Harry Potter newspaper. So uh, the headline says lethal dose. Um, boyfriend sues over man's death from silicone genital injection. So um, the mother. Linda Chapman, the mother of Tank Heffertippen, and her son Ben filed a lawsuit with uh, the King County in Washington in September against Dylan Heffertippen for killing their son. Ah, Say that again? Yeah. So she's suing him. For um, hold on, I I was trying to pair. She it. didn't before. No, she didn't. Oh, before. she didn't before. No, she's uh. They just went on that reality. They show. They went on the reality show. And do you remember that? Did you watch it? What, I didn't watch it. You should. Oh, you should have watched it. You should have watched because you would have been like, Fuck. yeah, he's in trouble because uh, she approaches him. She's like, it was like cheaters where they like yeah, follow them. Yeah, they followed him. Yeah, yeah. and then he's like, what's going on? They ambushed him. Yeah, the the guy who who. Who made the other guy uh, beef and noodles? Yeah, yeah, beef and noodles. Who made the other guy inject himself? Wow! But um, and then the mom approached him, saying, so "You're not invited soon. to the the funeral." I remember yeah, that whole yeah. thing, right? And uh, yeah, so now she's suing him. Um, what's the whole lawsuit? How much is she? A million? You said? I don't know how much it was. Hold on. Is that what the headline said? Um, I, I had it all together. I had it all together before the show. Um, did neg- um last month alleging wrongful death negligence intentional infliction of emotional distress and civil conspiracy Ooh, what is civil conspiracy i mean sounds like conspiracy but polite (laughs) (laughs) no i mean i would think like a civil union so like between two people like some sort of um i don't know weirdness happening between a couple like it could be murder could be stealing could be Oh, and the, I'm just the, breaking it down. The Chapmans, which is the the family, um, right? Yeah, Linda Chapman. Um, the Chapmans, which is the mom's family, is seeking punitive damages and plan to contest provisions of Tank's will because he got a piece of the will, I believe. Yeah, he did. Yeah, because he signed. Oh, yeah, he That's signed. He signed it over. Signed it over. Oh, this man's dirty. Even anyways, update. 
when uh, whenever I get more information, you will be the first to know. Uy, cuckoo listeners. Nice. Beef and noodles. Beef and noodles. <laughs> I'm, I'm just thinking about it because, I mean, to sue somebody over what somebody else did is, is interesting because uh, you can you can argue that you know you convinced me to do it right like uh, because that's what it sounds like it is like he got injected because somebody else yeah. asked him to do it but she messed right? with his mind she's he she, he didn't he did mind control over that boy yeah well that's what she's saying okay. Mm. So you're saying that the guy didn't have the balls to stand up to his boyfriend? <laughs> oh, so he injected him. Oh, so he injected him. Uh, why did I know this was coming? <laughs> <laughs> you just set it up. <laughs> I was trying to defuse it, and I walked right into it. Backpedal, backpedal, <laughs> damn it. <laughs> I saw that. <laughs> I saw the cogs turning in your head. Yeah. <laughs> I only assume because they were silicone filled, you know. <laughs> what kind of? Oh, it was, it was uh, industrial grade. Yeah. Man. Gosh, those levels were hard. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Like built like a machine. I'm guessing. I don't know. Yeah. And they were heavy. And you know, uh, I'm I, I'm speaking for myself, but what would be the point of that? I don't. Know. I don't know. I went through every scenario I in mean, my head. I mean. <laughs> I mean, it's like to each their own, but. right? But it's—I mean, I, I can't think of anything that would create it, a benefit from that. Well, it's like those people that pump, like use those the pumps down there, like the Austin Powers pump thing. Like the, the, is, was there an Austin Powers pump? Like, yeah, the, in the movie, they they the whole referring. penis pump joke. Is that is, yeah. that, is, that, is that what you're referring to? Like penis pumps? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. There was. A I, I I don't remember that. Scene. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. I missed the penis pump <laughs> scene. Well, I, I remember the question he, whether you even saw the movie. <laughs> <laughs> I remember when he got stuck with the little car back and forth, oh, back yeah. and forth, okay. back and forth. Yeah, so I like that part. Yeah, <laughs> penis pump I missed. Okay. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I guess it's a pride. It's endowment. I guess. Yeah, I mean, that's what, a hell of a choice. But when they look crazy like that, because yeah. I've seen people like that inject that. Yeah, yeah, but I don't think it's with that kind of silicone. I think it's like they inject it with like like saline solution silicone, right? right? Yeah, so, so it's safer and the body like, releases like, it. Yeah, dang, like, <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> but it's they're like tight and big and and heavy. Yeah, yeah, it's hard enough to walk with jeans nowadays. <laughs> yeah, mm. no, like when you fall asleep and they're like on your leg, all sticky. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine them. It's hot. Right? <laughs> I can imagine them like ten pounds each. You're right. like, ah. is that how heavy they were? Oh, I don't know. Okay. They just uh, they just like God. Why, <laughs> dude? Oh, well. I mean, do you? But don't. well, he was doing it for someone else. That's yeah. why you're supposed to just do you. Yeah, yeah. Wikwikwi is a podcast of all things scary, queer, and Latinx. But we also like to remember that our culture is filled with joy and beauty and complexities. And this is also an educational podcast. So get ready to get educated with... Quesasso! Quesasso. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, Quesasso, usually it's a... Uh, a segment where we educate people about the different parts of our culture, yes. whatever it may be. But, um, you know, we are going into a three-day weekend. Um, it's going to be Veterans Day on, on Monday, and some of us are taking trips. My friends keep talking about going, to, going camping um, uh, in, in northern Arizona, and I am deathly afraid of camping mm. because really? I am not because of... Um, 
the the woods and ticks and stuff like that. But <laughs> it's very specific. I mean, yeah. Deer ticks. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> give me Lyme disease. <laughs> they give you Lyme disease. And uh, but I'm afraid of when the night falls and you're sitting in your tent and the Blair Witch comes the out. Blair Witch comes out. Because yep. <laughs> it's in the scary. It's scary. You know, Dave, that happened to my friend David one time. We went to the. Uh, Grand Canyon. I had never been, and we left at the at nighttime instead of staying there because that that one hotel, the Grand Canyon, is like five hundred five hundred dollars a night. It's crazy. Yeah. Oh, and um, but it's beautiful. But um, uh, so we left, and David had to pee, and we were looking for ranger stations. I I think that's what he was saying. He mm-hmm. says, there's a bathroom there, and there's lights, and we just couldn't find him. So um, he said you have to pull over, and we pulled over, and he ran into the woods. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, no, David, because if you don't come back, I don't know what to do. <laughs> and uh, but I saw him, and he's looking straight out into into the the woods, and it's dark, and I just see like his his head because he's pelon, and I see his head, and he, yeah, and and then he he comes back to the car, and he's like. I don't know. It's weird because I swear something was staring right at me. I was like, "Ah, oh, let's get out of here." <laughs> Probably was a bear staring at you, or like a, I don't know, a monkey, or what's that? <laughs> I don't think there are monkeys. In, yeah, I mean, was in the forest? Was in Flagstaff? <laughs> what kind of monkeys are in Flagstaff? <laughs> the gorillas in Flagstaff. No, not those. I mean. <laughs> it was probably an NAU student. Well, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude, dude. <laughs> hey, um, can you imagine? Hey. Hey, hey, it'd even be scarier. So, so you went to the woods this weekend for your essay. What did you see? <laughs> yeah, I got peed on. Yeah, you don't want to know, man. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to know. Those things we don't repeat. Uh, yeah. yeah. No, 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 no. So, um, yeah, so the sounds of animals are are the things that scare me. And I remember also when I was a kid, I grew up in, well, part of my life, I grew up in Oregon, and we'd go camping a lot. And the thing that would scare me is I'd hear these animals, and I couldn't tell what kind of animal it was. Right. So I pulled together a bunch of clips, and you're going to ha- you're you the two of you are going to help me figure out what, guess Esso. Okay. Sounds good. See, see how I pulled it I saw, back I saw, I, was, I, I was wondering. Ooh, I was struggling, I was though. Like, how are but, you uh, <laughs> um, so I'm going to give you guys, uh, you folks, uh, clips. Um, I like that. I saw that. I picked that up. Yeah. <laughs> you people, uh, you, you people, you folks, you guys. Um, oh, <laughs> you just went right <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> it's uh, every day's a journey. Every day's a journey. So I'm going to play a clip and you're going to tell me what you think this animal is. Okay. okay. I'll give you three guesses each. Oh, wow. There's parameters. Okay. Uh, okay. And then to tell you what it is. Okay. Here we go. Um, do I want to give you a clue? Now, here you go. Okay, can do we have to guess or can we ask for clues? Oh, you, I guess so. You know, okay, we, we that, really didn't plan out this game, it, so yes. <laughs> is that a desert animal? It's oh. an animal you'd find in the forest. In the forest, in, the forest. Oh, in a in a in like a Pacific Northwest forest, like a, a rainforest. rainforest or? Oh, um, I don't think it's a rainforest. I okay. think it's like um, Smokey the Bear forest, wherever oh, okay. that is. Yeah, yeah okay. Yeah, I see. Yeah, I see. Yeah. I see. That's what you did there. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Whatever that you call that, yeah. Um, I mean, uh, you know, you might find him in the in the forests in Sonora, Mexico. Um, 
Are there forests? In are there, is there forests in Sonora? I don't think so. Yeah. Okay, where is there a forest in Mexico? Uh, wow, What's where that? is a forest in Mexico? Yucatan, I guess, somewhere yeah. down, down That's south? That's a rainforest. Right? rainforest. Well, wherever there's trees, you're going to find them. Okay. But you definitely will find them in Mexico, though. Is it a primate? No. 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 Is it a bird? Okay, I'm going to listen to I'm it gonna, again. Uh, it's a bird. It's a bird. I'll let you listen to it again. <laughs> It sounds like a monkey. It sounds like Donald Duck. Right there, too. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, you say we would see it in Mexico. I mean, I, I mean, I, I, I'm not sure if it's in Mexico, okay. but you'll see it where there's trees. Is it okay. a toucan? No, and it's not a rainforest. Okay. You'll see, it, like I said, you'll see it. You'd probably see it in Flagstaff. Okay. Mm. Is it a big bird? <laughs> Is it Big Bird? They can range in size to okay. a very little, but not little like uh, the birds out here in Phoenix. But uh, I don't know. The size of a little dog to a big dog? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Hold on. You're going to hear it one more time. One more time. You, 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 y'all are so close, and I'm just making shit up. I don't know how big they are. <laughs> <laughs> Is it an owl? Yes. That's what I thought too. It's okay. an owl. It is an owl. It's an owl. Okay, that's it's, what I thought it's too. It's the barred owl, and God help me if they're in the rainforest, because uh, and I told you guys that they are. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, but it's a barred owl, and um, the clip that I got this from, there was a, a ranger, so she was American, so I think it was in the U.S. Um, and um, she said that people would call her <laughs> because they thought someone was making weird noises outside and she mm-hmm. and they she asked them to record it and they're, she's like oh no it's owls um and the, and the reason they're making that weird sound is because another owl is in their space so to like get out of my shit yeah. they're territorial so oh. and and you can tell they know what the who the owl owl is because they're not saying who mm-hmm. yeah. right because that's that would have been the way to know that it's an owl we're just wow uh, i'm not catching these at all i'm just, just dropping them Woo! i'm just saying that that's what i learned from from the way from you like stealthily land those wow. jokes in are impressive yeah same like, because... you know, like you know part of comedy is surprise it and is. when Woo! i was a kid we had that little wheel you pull on the lever and it said the owl says who oh yes i love that thing if this if this is an owl he's talking to somebody he already knows yeah you know because he's not saying who at all so i mean the logic behind this argument i'm I'm just saying all right here we go there's some easier ones here there's some easier ones here because let's see this one but this one scares me Date of mine. God. A Bengal tiger. No. 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 It. it it's. It sounds more like a like either a bull or, or an animal like that. Like it's. It sounds like it's out of breath. Mm. But it's a big animal. Yeah, it's a big animal. Uh, and you find them everywhere. They're everywhere. They're, yeah. Okay. Because I feel like everywhere I hear, yeah, they're everywhere. Is it a horse? No. 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 Oh, I'll let you hear again. You you hear, I think, well, yeah, you'll hear it. Oh, wait, wait, hold on. I I, oh, Whoa. Oh, it's a mix. It's a remix. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Right, here we go. Bear? Yes, it is, it is a, a bear. bear. Okay. It's a bear. A growl. That is fucking scary. Bears scare the shit out of me. Yeah, have you seen that one movie? I think it was on Netflix for a bit. I don't. I forget what it's called. Um, it's the one with Leonardo DiCaprio. No, it was like with a bunch of. It was like no name actors, but um, it was pretty good. It was yeah. this couple that went into in into the woods, and um, a bear attacks the boyfriend and eats him in front of the girl. Oh shit! <laughs> yeah. And she had to find her way out of there and oh. escape the bear. Have you ever seen the documentary Grizzly Man? Yes, that's so good. <laughs> good? And then they oh ate him God. at the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he's just yeah. He he lived with grizzlies. He was all about grizzlies. And then ultimately at the end, he was killed by one. And yeah. it was like filmed. And it was. Did they up. show like wow. pieces of him? Yeah, is like, it that one? I th- I don't know if they showed the pieces, but yeah, like like when they went, like he hadn't been responding because mm-hmm. he was like you know he would go and hang out for months on end. He wasn't. They hadn't heard from him, so they went back and they just found like the bear that he was always with and just like parts of him all over. Yeah. Fucked up. Yeah, it was gross. Wow. Yeah, I have to check it out. It's so weird. It's a good Anytime like so, like people get eaten, I don't know why I think this. I'm like, ew, that animal's gonna digest you and poop you out. I don't right. know why I think that all the time. <laughs> I'm like, ew, and then that's the end of you. See, with bears, I always think of the great outdoors when they attack John Candy and the family, and they have mm-hmm. a, a rifle lamp, but they use it on the bear and they blow the fur off the bear's butt so it's just this grizzly <laughs> bear running with a big naked ass it's funny oh, well, that is funny <laughs> wow. i don't know if that really happens but uh, <laughs> i don't think so either but because who has a lamp that's a rifle um well, you know. all right here we go um next one is also pretty easy i might skip this oh no we'll do it just because all right here we go <laughs> wait hold on i don't know why I'm i was like the beginning sounds like a bjork song i don't know why i'm getting the remix <laughs> Oh, because it's not a remix. Hold on. That sounds like a wolf. It's a wolf. Yeah, it's a wolf. It's a wow. Wolf. I was like, it sound- <laughs> lobo. I was like, it sounds like a Bjork chorus in the background. <laughs> <laughs> this is a creepy one for me. I mean, you'll guess it right away, but I hate this sound. Um. A cicada? No. no, I like those. Mosquitoes. Uh, Flies. Bees. Bees. My sister's terrified of bees. I am too. Clowns and bees. Bees follow me. Yeah. 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 I blame it on the diabetes because they're always (laughs) following me. I swear, like, I can't go anywhere because bees just keep following me and they're trying to sting me. I've been stung like three times in my life. And it hurts. Yeah. And no, and what sucks is that I don't want to kill it because I like honey. (laughs) <laughs> and they're important to the environment they, they, yeah that too but <laughs> they're the most important animal yeah oh god but they keep attacking me I all right swear. here's another one should be easy i want to save the the one i like for, the best one for last but hold on here's another one that's a cheetah jaguar yeah. It's a jaguar? Well, it's a cougar. It's a cougar. cougar. Oh, okay. uh, oh, I didn't edit that so, part out. So it's over 40. <laughs> so, yes. Sound effect. It's a manther. It's, it's a, a manther. manther. It's a manther. Yeah. <laughs> a fagwire. It's a fagwire. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm learning new terms. <laughs> <laughs> Someone tell me another. I forgot. Anyways. Okay, this is my favorite one. Let's see if you can guess what this is because it's a harder one. But it made me laugh so much. Okay, here we go. Um, 
I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> and no, it's a hard one. Uh, I'll give you a clue. It's a it's a canine. I was gonna say it's like it's like a chihuahua or yeah, but uh, it's a wild animal. It's a coyote. Oh, okay. no, it's not a, a coyote. fox. It's a fox. It's a fox. <laughs> is that what the fox says? Yeah. Yep. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. And, was, <laughs> and it was actually a fox that the dog was playing in this video. Uh, fox. The dog was playing with the fox. Okay. And uh, they called the dog over, like, "What the fuck are you doing?" <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and then the, the the that was a fox being sad because they, oh. they wanted to play. Oh. Have you seen the video of the two foxes that come face to face and they're just like screaming at each other? Really? Yeah. yeah. Ah, just like that. <gasps> just like that. That's scary. Can you imagine okay. seeing one of those in your yard? Ugh. I'd be like, ah, I don't know what to do. <laughs> you know, my dog, my little dog, Wapple. Um, he was like as big as my phone. He was tiny, tiny little dog. And when I lived in Texas, he one time, um, uh, two bobcat, um, came into my backyard and it was bobcat. They had little pointy ears and everything. Right. Um, and they were running around there and he charges at them. I was like, Oh, you're going to lose. <laughs> Get over here. And I jumped outside and they took off because they saw me, but I was like, Oh, you're lucky. I saw you because they would have eaten you. Oh. I um do I have any more? Uh, we did the bear, we did the fox, we did the wolves, we did that. That's it, y'all. So if you hear any of those, if you hear any of those in in the woods, I don't know what to say. I mean, it's the woods, so it's, uh, you know, it's, yes, you know, least, it's expected. Yeah, you at least now know what that sound is. <laughs> yeah. so you can just relax. It's just an owl. It's just a bear. Yeah. It's just a bear. I mean, worst case scenario. He'll buy me a drink. Yeah. No, that's true. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Woof. That's All a right. dog. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Anyways. All right. So that's Kess. Yay. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. For you, the listeners of Uikwikwik Podcasts, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. This is a really great service, guys. I actually just downloaded Bless Me Ultima by Rudolfo Anaya. Mm, I love that book. I do, too. I have, I have, I easily have three or four hard copies around this apartment somewhere. Uh, I have six. At <laughs> your place, you just yeah. You know, oh, yeah, you know what? I just saw, I just saw one at a thrift store. Um, <laughs> and I almost got you it. Almost I was got like, it. oh. <laughs> Yeah, there's we got so many. Yeah. Well, we I mean, I have a lot of copies because I was doing a lot of research for it because that was actually the first show I directed at Teatro Bravo and you were actually in it. And that was my very first play. <laughs> so if you want to know how the play began, check out the novelization of Bless Me Ultima by Rudolfo Anaya. To download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com slash uikukui. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash uikukui for your free audiobook. Hey. There's a little piece on there <laughs> that I need to edit out. <laughs> That's funny. I just nice. heard that. Is it always on there? I think so. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, I well, 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 Alex knows. Alex was in that play also. I was. Mm, he was Tenorio. I was Tenorio. Yes, he was. Yeah. He was oh. violent. He was the mean Tenorio. He was the bad guy, man. You were the shooting the owl with the blank gun. Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes. Stupid owl took my eye. I was off. just thinking about it the other day. It was the the moment when 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 uh, Ultima comes in and I just had I was like just make those three fingers the witch three fingers and yeah. scared the naughty. She's like she wouldn't do that. I'm like I don't care. It's theater. Just do it. <laughs> it's theatrical. Just do yeah, it. Just do it. <laughs> <laughs> it was a very fun show. I I love doing that show. <laughs> I would love to do it again. Yeah, it would be great. Yeah. So today. Today's topic is topical. Today's topic is narcos. 
Yeah. So, I mean, I, and I told y'all before we started, I know very little about Narcos. Like, I mean, I know like El Chapo and I understand, and I've like seen the documentary, her documentary, and I don't like Sean Penn anymore. But, oh. <laughs> but I don't know. I, I didn't grow up with a lot of uh, the knowledge of it in my youth. Um, it's very new to me. So, school mm. me, y'all. Well, um, if you like TV shows. Yeah. Netflix has the nautical not, not, show. show, so the nautical yeah. show is there's a, a bunch of them, yeah. right? And <laughs> yeah. and they have the uh, the ones from Colombia, and they have the ones from Mexico. Are these fictional stories, or are these based no, on real? These are based on real yeah, life. Okay. Events. Based on real yeah. stories, yeah, yeah. They, they, and they're really good. They they the the Narcos Mexico talks about uh, what happened to Kiki Camarena, the DEA agent. Okay, that. After he got killed, that pretty much started the war on drugs. And for those who don't know, narcos are are what? What are narcos? And it is confusing because in Mexico, narcos is somebody that works on narcotics. He's somebody that sells, buys, trades narcotics. Mm -hmm. As far as their law enforcement? No, they're they're narcotraficantes, which is trafficking uh, narcotics. Versus here, which uh, a narco would be like a narc, which is a police officer that Uh goes into stopping narcotics got it so so it's always a little bit confusing when somebody would call call somebody a narc coming from mexico is like like you're saying that i'm a narcotraficante or like well it does get confused yeah yeah Yeah, but but narcos are are, or um the narcos in mexico or Mm -hmm. in latin america they're drug cartels right there so the the big businesses um that just deal with import export and selling of drugs pretty much that's their business yeah and and they're called narcos because it's narcotics yep that's pretty much what it boils down to yeah uh and uh i grew up in nogales uh sonora which uh there's a few narcos there (laughs) (laughs) you know uh or more than a few and Really? Yeah. Did you know? Did you openly know that who was who? I openly knew people, and uh, and they know me. They know that I'm not involved in that world at all because I knew them when they were kids. Mm-hmm. That are now narcos as as oh, uh, wow. As yeah. Wow. As all as older people, and uh, I don't talk to them still. You know, but in my defense, I don't talk to people from my high school either. But you know, sure. mm-hmm. um, but they uh, they were in that world because uh, there's only certain things that can make you rich right down there. And uh, that's the easiest one, you know. You you sell drugs. There's a market for it, so there there's always going to be somebody that's willing to traffic it because there's always somebody willing to pay for it, right? You know? And and they'll pay good money for for the narcotics, right? And you know, I was looking at um just some some studies, and when they made that comment that people will always buy it, mm-hmm. it um. When they started the war on drugs, like like Nixon um, mm-hmm. started the war on drugs, and what they were trying to do was um, um, get rid of the uh, what is that? Um, get rid of the demand or get rid of the supply, so there'll be no demand. Mm-hmm. Because if you get rid of the supply, then it, it would jack up the prices and and um, um, for the demand. And uh, and I guess that was their logic that if we start getting rid of it, no one's going to pay the high prices. But it's not the case. People will buy it no matter what cost it is. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and, and unfortunately, um, I can say this, at least from, from what I've um, researched and, and learned, is that the real reason they did the uh, the war on drugs back when Nixon was mm-hmm. to incarcerate Mexicans and black people. Yep. Well, yeah. That, yeah. Because, because marijuana was legal at the time and, you know, <clears throat> minorities were smoking it. So as soon as they made it illegal, they can throw him in jail. Yep. You know that it, that's that's how it started. You know. Well, but, now yeah, <laughs> they they uh yeah. I mean, you 
take something away from people, especially especially a drug like a like like opiates or meth yeah. or whatever they're selling. Um, um, and yeah, and people are gonna find a way to yeah. get it. Yeah, because it, it it's addictive. Yeah, it's addictive, yeah. and yeah. then uh, and then we start, and then people are gonna find a way. People know that the demand's there, mm-hmm. and they're gonna find a way to capitalize on it, and yeah. uh, and that's exactly what's going on. So the more we take it away, the more the worse it gets. Well, and because that's the problem is that people people are already using it, yeah. so they keep wanting it. Yeah. And and in all reality, a lot of these drugs, you only need to try them once to to wanting more right you know, to to not stop and a lot of times they you know you, you i'm sure you guys have heard the phrase you know the first one is free is because that's how you hook them yeah you know you you hook kids and and all they want is to feel that high all the time you know whether whatever it is you know whether it's coke heroin meth i mean it gives a, a feeling of euphoria or something mm-hmm. and they, that's what they want to feel all the time you know yeah, and it's available all the time. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, it's the easiest thing to buy. Oh yeah, yeah. And you know, you know, I was watching. Um, I forget what documentary it was, but it, I think it was right after Ch- all the, the stuff with El Chapo uh, came out because I feel like yeah. he got really popular all of a sudden. Yeah, yeah. Um, and um, uh, they were. I mean, a lot of it was because I mean, because it, was it, it felt the, like a lot of stuff that because he was talking out against Trump, right? Wasn't it like like. I don't because I felt like there were people saying like, "Oh, Chapo's going to send people to deal for deal with Trump and yeah. shit like that," or no, the, 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 or uh, Trump kind of boat, you know, would boost it as well. All I can do is give my opinion of why El Chapo is so popular, mm-hmm. and it's because they made him popular because they wanted a fairer head. They wanted they wanted, they, they wanted a patsy, head, yeah. somebody yeah. that yeah. they can say uh-huh. this is the guy we got him. Sure, yeah. it's supposed to be almost over, but that's not the case. That's right. not the case. No, 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 no. at all. No. I mean the. The cartels, the way the way that I understand that they operate is that it's based on different uh, rings of operations. Mm-hmm. So they don't have a figurehead that's in charge of all of it. Right? They used to. They don't anymore. And and um, that's why there's always a lot of killings and a lot of uh, of uh, territorial wars. It's because whoever has that territory, uh, somebody else wants it from them. Versus the mafia from back in the day, you know, like Chicago, Al Capone, all that stuff. They actually had a figurehead that would control all all the crime. That's why it was organized crime. They would make sure that this is their turf. You're not allowed to come in here. If you do, we're going to back them up because that's the rules. And, and when it comes to cartels, they, they don't care. They just want to make the money. Yeah, they're... Yeah, so so they they in order to show accomplishments against the cartels, they say, okay, this is the guy that's in yeah. charge of the whole thing. We got him, right. and oddly enough, it's still flowing. It's still, <laughs> I mean, know, I don't, still happening. Yeah, it's still an and issue. I mean, who did you get? I that man is so powerful, yeah. uh, El Chapo. I mean, he's doing his stuff from inside jail. Inside, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and you we just saw recently in Sinaloa where they captured his son and they had to release him because uh, was it a son? Uh, yeah, yeah, they had to release him because they're like uh, he was going to kill everybody. Oh, yeah, he was going right. to destroy yeah. the town. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're and, so powerful. And you know, they, I know Mike's boyfriend uh, is from Sinaloa, and he would tell me that, um, like the smaller there was, like the smaller drug dealers, like you know the the what is this street corner drug dealer mm-hmm. that everyone hated, right? They're like, get out of here, you're ruining the community, right? Um, don't sell drugs to the kids. But 
when the big the big drug dealer like the big big drug dealer, like a, like a El Chapo or someone came in oh they was like he was a god because that's the time when he came in and he'd visit the community that's the time when they got a new school they got a new playground yeah. they got yeah and uh, and the government was not building any of those things no. yeah yeah, right. yeah. No. and it, it, they they cultivate themselves as Robin Hoods pretty much yeah. to, they yeah. win the the popularity of the people because that's where their protection is. Yeah. You know, you can hide anywhere. Nobody was going to, you know, say where you are because you've been helping them out and you've been helping the community. Right. So they know how to play the game. Yeah. For sure. And those yeah. communities are so poor. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And they come in pumping a bunch of money in. Yeah. Easily. Ugh, it's yeah. craziness. It's craziness. So, uh, oh gosh. So there was recently a family in, um, yeah. in. That happened in, in Sonora. Yeah. Sonora. Yeah. yeah. In Sonora. Yeah, where the kid uh, walked like fourteen miles, something like that. Fourteen to, miles, that little yeah. boy. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah, and and then the other one, his sister, she took off because. Well, let's back up. So there was a family that was uh, gunned down, and their vehicle it they was, hit, it was blown up. Yeah, it was hit so many times, so many bullets hit it that it it blew up. Yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. Um. And it was a family of eight. Was it? I wrote I down think the notes. It was like seven or eight. Yeah. Uh, like, Mormon family here. Yeah. Um, but it was from a specific order of Mormonism that recognized polygamy. Yeah. And I think also, but I think also whatever the order, I can't remember what it was. The order, um, openly spoke out against right. the cartels and, uh, didn't show any fear. And it was, so the, there was what, a threat. What's the name of the Baron? I think is, uh, yeah, the La, name uh, La Baron. Yeah. La Baron. Yeah. And you know, there's a, uh, documentary about, um, about that family and how they speak out. Um, and a lot, they said um, the reason that Mormons were in Mexico was because when the United States outlawed polygamy, yeah. they wanted to continue polygamy, so that Mexico allowed it, and uh, and and they left to Mexico. But the, the, that's sec- like late 1800s or something? I yeah. Think. But the, gosh, also the, the person that uh, started that sect, the, the LeBaron, um, and I might get this wrong, but he was a little nuts himself. Mm. And, and in the in the documentary, the like the the nephew or I think it was a nephew would talk about how crazy the uncle was. Right. Um, and um, yeah, and he would. Oh, I don't know what it was called. I the word escapes me. But they were if you didn't believe in those um, things like polygamy and and the things of the church, then you were given the right to kill. Other people who really? didn't, and didn't believe. So, um, uh, yeah, <laughs> he was crazy. <laughs> he was wow. crazy. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, so he, yeah, but they definitely openly spoke out about, about narcos and people are saying they're not targeted. I don't know. You don't mess with narcos. That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, there had to be, there had to have been some sort of involvement only because, and whether it's because they were speaking against them or, or if they were involved with the, because, how did they know they were going to be there? Yeah, that, that's you know, yeah, that's what they're saying. Like, that yeah. was an ambush. Yeah, meaning, that was, yeah, meaning they knew they were coming there. They knew how many people were going to be there. They knew what to do against them. You know, it's like uh, maybe they didn't count that the kids were going to be there or something. But right. that was a planned attack. It wasn't like we're just sitting here. Oh, look, there's a truck. Let's shoot it. You know that that was something that was coordinated and planned. Unfortunately, uh, especially because in in my experience, and I've had half family that this has happened to. When a narco wants your car, your vehicle, they'll pull you out of the car and take it. You right. know, they might leave you on the side of the uh, uh, of the road and everything, but they'll they'll take cars. It's very rare that they just go out and shoot up the whole car for no reason to innocent people. 
Right. You know, they understand the value of the vehicles. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's why my recommendation is never go to Mexico in a Suburban, mm-hmm. a Tahoe, a Yukon, mm-hmm. any, any of those big trucks, you know, that you see in commercials all the time. You go on a Honda Odyssey, you're pretty much left alone. <laughs> <laughs> you know, especially if it's a little bit beat up. Uh, yeah. Why would we even try to get this poor car? You know, kind of. Yeah. yeah. But do you think it's any, I don't know. I'm about to travel to Mexico in a couple of weeks mm-hmm. uh, to Baja. Is that where Rocky Point is? Well, Rocky Point. No, it's Sonora. Sonora? Yeah. Right in the middle of Sonora. Uh, yeah. So it do, I don't think it's any, I don't know. In, I don't have a feeling that I'm in danger at all. Yeah. Um, but I hear, you hear everyone, oh, stay out of Mexico. You're going to get killed. Yeah. Da, 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 all of this stuff. Stay out of there. I don't know. I never feel like that. No, it's, it, and it's not. And, in my opinion, and that's why uh, I had that suspicion about that family, unfortunately, and I don't know enough, but just in my experience and, and what I've seen, if you're involved in any way mm-hmm. in that world, then you're a target. Right. Uh, for one reason or another, you know. Uh, but if you've never been involved and you're not flashing out, hey, look at me, I have money, like with a brand new, you know, 4 by 4 lifted truck going down to right. Sonora, that's like a big, you know, red light that says look at me come and get me kind of thing yeah uh they they don't bother you they 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 leave you alone because if you're not in that world why would they mess with you kind of thing you know right and you know um i know they put out a security level um, i forget what what the classification was but um it's a level of danger that it is to travel to mexico oh, but yeah. that same level is the same level that it is to travel to italy to travel to the uk well, to travel all of it i mean hold on, but to be in all fairness according to amnesty international mm-hmm. we're on the list america is on the list mm-hmm. of a dangerous place oh, to yes. travel <laughs> because you will be shot in a public place like i mean like yeah yeah. so i i feel that it's and i I hate to say this but i feel that it's more dangerous to go to some elementary schools than it is to go to rocky point oh wow that's how much that's craziness yeah you know it's so weird to hear that i know um and i know there's a it's a lot of um there's a lot of what is it um I don't want to say fake news, <laughs> mm-hmm. but you know, when you watch, you, you watch the news in a different country mm-hmm. and, and you're looking at the country that they're talking about, like we're looking at stuff that's going on in Mexico. It's crazy what you're watching on TV. Mm-hmm. Same thing happened to me when I was in Europe. I was watching something on TV that was police raiding something and it was like bombs, smoke bombs and all this stuff. And I was like, what the hell's going on in the United States? It's crazy mm-hmm. in the United States. Right. Yeah. What is it called? Sens- sensationalizing. Yep. Right? Yeah. 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 Perspective. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I just don't feel like I'm in danger. I don't know. I nah, don't know why you, I brought that up. You should. You should be okay. <laughs> you should be. I've been to Rocky Point. I've been drunk in Rocky Point, Woo! and I'm still here. So, well, I'm you gotta pretty... come. My mom just bought a house. Oh, nice. Yeah, you gotta come visit. Well, there was the that scare for a while at all the resorts in Mexico where people were dying. Yeah. Do you hear about? Uh, was it in Mexico? Yeah, it was in Mexico. Yeah, yeah. No. The uh, uh, Republic. The uh, Dominican Republic. Yeah, Dominican. Yeah, the Dominican Republic. Yeah, and my sister was going, <laughs> and she was like freaked out that they almost canceled the trip, and I'm like. I think I'm like, look, I'm like, we're living in a weird time right now that they're, they're, they're really criminalizing any country that's not America. So I think you should just go, go. And I mean, it turned out that, I mean, their trip was fine, but it turned out that a lot of those deaths were, you know, uh, alcohol poisoning, you know, over drinking, um, not. And I mean, when you're at these resorts, it's just like, 
you know, yeah. drink after drink after drink after drink. And, yeah. and I think there was some like tainted alcohol. So like there were reasons, but it's like, well, here's the thing. I always shit think- happens, but like the sensationalizing, right? You're going to focus on all yeah. those things and yeah. say, look, America, look at what's happening. But it's like, well, wait, what's the ratio? Like, what are you, are yeah. you actually like looking and you at know the details people, of it? People talk about, well, you can get mugged on the street. I'm like, oh, you, that can happen here. And yeah. so why are you in that neighborhood I'm anyways? Be- yeah. Right. <laughs> I'm out of the, I'm out of those bad neighborhoods. I'm <laughs> heading to New York right now for the first time in the beginning of December. People oh, are like, oh, it's mugging care- season. Be you better be careful. It's mugging season. I'm like, oh, it goes back to my, to my statement. As long as you're not flashing, as long as you're yeah. not being, you know, dumb tourist in essence, you know, nobody's going to mess with you. Nobody's going to know the difference. Uh, walk around Tijuana sh- showing, you know, like a whole bunch of stack of $100 bills. Somebody's going to rob you. Yeah. yeah. You know, but that would happen in Italy. that would happen in South Phoenix. <laughs> yeah, that would happen it. in Scottsdale. That would happen pretty much anywhere where there's somebody that sees money on your hand yeah. and you drunk and walking in the target. street. Yeah. yeah. Drunk walking. Uh, yeah. Ooh, look at my Sh- dollars. Check it out. <laughs> I'm gonna make it rain. No way! Stop! Take, t- stop it! <laughs> they took my shoes. <laughs> they took my shoes. <laughs> I'm walking on the beach with one chancla. <laughs> That's not because I got robbed. It's just because I'm, I'm drunk. I can't walk in chanclas on the beach when I'm drunk. <laughs> you know, Ricky. One time, it's not in. It was in the United States in San Antonio, Texas. What? I got loaded. <laughs> At uh, at the there's a little strip of gay bars, right? Yeah. And across the street is a is where the parking lot is at the college. Anyways, I was leaving for the night, and I was my friend Eric was across the street, <laughs> and I was like, I need to get across the street because we're going home. And I was wearing flip flops. I think it was like a Sunday Funday night. Oh, By the time I got across the street, I only had one flip flop. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't to this day. I don't know where the other one went. It just disappeared. <laughs> I have no clue. So. <laughs> It's just as dangerous here in the United States. Yep. So watch the narcos. I don't know. How, there was something else I wanted to bring up about narcos here. Uh, yeah, they have a low expectancy as as far as life is concerned because they they're going for the power, not the not the stability. In essence, you know? right? And uh, unfortunately, the there's a very easy solution to the war on drugs, but it won't happen because. Uh, for whatever reason, they, they, it's more profitable to put people in jail than it is to legalize the drug. Oh, definitely. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So if you legalize drugs, you don't have a, a trade war anymore. You just have traders, you know, that yeah. are bringing in the drugs, selling it at a pharmacy or whatever, you know, is, is a, I mean, is a yeah. recreational and I, thing. But, and I mean, the fact is, you're not wrong. And I think, yeah. but it's that mindset that we're like, you know, it's embedded in us that that is wrong. It is evil. Yeah. Like even the conversations of like legalizing prostitution, you know, and, and, and because of safety measures and being able to, you know, yeah, fair healthcare, yeah. fair pay and, you know, it, and yeah, this idea of, le- you know, legalizing drugs because it would, it would solve the problems, yeah. right? It, but there's this like mindset that we have that it's like it's just gonna lead to mayhem, and it's yeah. like, well, no, no, no. 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 Really and then the places that have done it, they're like crime rate drops, yeah. right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like, and and it brings revenue because it brings you tax revenue. It. Yeah. You can tax. Yeah. Can you imagine yeah. if we what could pay tax? educators the money they deserved through mm-hmm. a drug tax? Mm-hmm. Right. That'd be great. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> I think it would be great. Yep. Yeah. Uh, let's it's controversial. It's controversial. Stop. You know, thinking. Yeah. And problem solving. I mean, I the, the is it though, but or is it? Pro, you know, like we we unfortunately live in in a generation that created this problem. The problem is that we got better medically, which meant that people lived longer. 
mm-hmm. which meant that the people that came out with those laws are still alive and are not letting us change the laws yeah. when it comes to those kind of things. They're also the ones voting. Yeah. So, yeah. so unfortunately, we're still living in an antiquated uh, state of mind because uh, that antiquated state of mind is still existing. The young people are, you know, at least for myself, I can only speak for myself, I guess, but I feel that what's the point of trying to do anything to change those laws if I'm the low voice, I'm not heard enough because mm-hmm. that antiquated voice is still there making all those rules and, and not letting us make changes. Now I can say that there's some sort of optimism because there are states that are legalizing marijuana, for example, right. and I think that's the first step into resolving the issue when it comes to drugs, you know? Because, yeah. uh, yeah. I mean, just look at Marlboro and Budweiser. I'm pretty sure they make a lot of money because yeah. it's legal. Yeah. yeah. You know, so... and. They used to be prohibited. Yeah. Oh, you see how that worked out. Yeah. (laughs) You You saw how that worked out. Killing millions. Yeah. And and those, uh, that drug is a lot more lethal than marijuana. A lot more. Yeah. Zero deaths. A lot more more addictive. And yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It'll kill you. So we know that that solves the problem because they've done it before. It's Mm -hmm. just that they don't want to do it. And and, um, one of the biggest reasons, in in my opinion, is because they privatized um, prisons. Prisons. Yep. So it's more profitable to put somebody in jail because you get the profit out of it. Yeah, what, what were the statistics I saw? Um, I, these are not exact, but we have like a five percent of the population in the world. I think the United States, or twenty five percent of the population in the world, five percent. It was mm-hmm. low, My, but but like twenty five percent of the people in prison, incarcerated in the yeah. world. Yeah, we we have the. I, I believe we have the largest percentage of people incarcerated per capita. Yes, that's it, what it is. Yes, yeah. that's craziness. It yeah. is. That's craziness. And most of them are brown and black. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Gross. Yeah, no, it sucks. Yeah. That's why it's important we go out and vote. Mm-hmm. So who are, do you know who the cartels are? Like the big ones? I was trying to find out who like the large ones are. Because I always hear about uh, what is it, the the Sinaloa cartel. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah, a chapel, right? Yeah. Yeah, Sinaloa is a chapel. And then there's the... The uh, oh oh I've never heard of this one, the Jalisco New Generation, C J N G. Well, they formed it in two thousand ten. Yeah, I haven't heard about them. The Gulf Cartel, um, Los Zetas. That oh, that's the other one I hear about yeah. all the time. Um, and then in South America, there's the MS thirteen. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. But yeah, it, yeah. that started here and then went to South America. Or was it? No, no it, they it went started, to El Salvador. Uh, yeah, it started in, in Central America. Central America. And then it, it moved up here uh, as they were transferring over to the north. Yeah. yeah. To the north. Um, they, I, they were in a, I remember those groups of them in my neighborhood, in my yeah. old neighborhood. Yeah. I, but I didn't realize that's what the graffiti was. <laughs> yeah. So I was yeah, like, I don't same. know. It's all around me. I don't, yeah, uh, yeah whatever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. List? I just had a list. Yeah, no, they're, they're, they, the cartels actually got organized uh, years ago, I want to say in the 80s, um, and it was the Sinaloa cartels that organized all of them. They tried to do it, you know, like a very mafia-type uh, organization. Mm-hmm. And uh, once they partnered up with uh, Colombia and started, tra- uh, you know, because it was nothing but, but weed in Mexico at first. That's all they that's all they care about. It was uh, just marijuana. Um once they started bringing in cocaine and realized they can make like 10 times the profit that they were doing with marijuana, it just exploded like crazy. And they had the government bought out. They had police bought out. They had everything that they could to, to grow that business. And, uh, 
you know, just the wrong person got caught doing something stupid that they couldn't sweep under the rug. And mm -hmm. then from there, it started knocking everything else out. You know, what, what's the phrase? Um, it, uh, it takes uh, good people doing nothing for bad people to succeed. Mm. Yeah. It was just somebody that decided, you know what, I'm going to report this because this is bad. And that caused the case K to, you know, this disorganize the cartels again. And that's why you have the, the whole war now. You know? Yeah. And, you know, um, and these these uh these drug cartels and their leaders are extremely smart mm -hmm. and savvy businessmen. I remember seeing something about I think it was Chapo, um, where uh, the demand for uh, opiates, um, there was a restriction that happened here in the United States, so it wasn't as easy to get the the opiate yeah. medication. And but Chapo knew it was coming. Yeah, he just sat on it and he created fentanyl, like oh, a, a bunch of fentanyl. And um, he was just waiting for 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 the demand to happen, and mm -hmm. he had all the supplies. Like, okay, mm -hmm. well, now I got it all. And there you go. Yeah, <laughs> like, oh my goodness! So he was able to predict that future. Yeah, no, they 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 know what the, what the business is because they've been in the business since the beginning. Like yeah. when when like I said, that's for some people that's the first job that you go and get. You know, you you either become a driver for them or you become a, a, a mule for them mm -hmm. or whatever. And if you're smart, as you said, like you don't use that supply, you're not getting high all the time, you're, right. not, you're, you're not getting drugged up, you use it as a business model to grow within that organization, you're going to be somebody like El Chapo that makes it all the way to the top because you have less weaknesses. You know, you, you have less uh, opportunities to screw up. In and you have to be ruthless. You do. You do. You do because it, it it's definitely a, a kill or be killed type of business, you know. Yeah, and unlike like other criminals that hide their victims, mm -hmm. they want you to see who yeah. who it is, they, they, and they want you to know who did it. Yep. So yeah. that so that you don't mess with them, you know, kind of thing. Like, yeah, they, they want to scare you. The scare tactics all over. Yeah. Yeah, it's it was crazy. scary. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know how are we gonna fix this. How are we gonna fix this on Uikukui? <laughs> I'm telling you, the fix is there. It's it's that simple. You legalize it, you tax it, and you give an opportunity for all those drugs to uh, come here legally, just like alcohol, just like tobacco. Only a certain age, uh, only for, for. So then, what happens to the cartels? Then the cartels become companies. Interesting. Mm. They become companies. It, it, you you it's have scary. a product that's being produced, and you have right. companies that distribute it. Okay, instead of being a cartel, they're now Corona. So then, I mean, they've already like adapted this like violent kind of like way of being, right? Because that's what they have to do for survival. Like, does that just go away? Because well, they don't, have, companies? They don't like, have the law, right? Yeah. Exactly, right? They, they so. can't deal with conflicts through with through the, like through, you know like contracts the, and yeah, the contracts yeah. and the police and yeah, yeah. No, and and it it would be an issue because the cartels would still want to sell uh, illegally they would want they wouldn't want to pay taxes or anything in that yeah but this is where the theory that um uh, what's his name uh, uh richard nixon had mm -hmm. as you mentioned earlier about if we get rid of the the, the supply the, the demand will die you do the opposite you legalize the supply mm -hmm. and the demand it, whether it increases or, or comes down it's now coming only from legal spots so those people are no longer going to buy at the corner you know, illegal drugs. So the cartels will start dying down unless they uh, they integrate into this new model because there's not going to be a need to go to the corner to get the drug anymore if you can get it legally. Mm -hmm. And I think that's that's what happened in California when they legalized uh, marijuana. 
people were no longer going to dealers to get marijuana. They I mean, would just go to, yeah, you mm. just go to, to a legitimate place yeah. where you can get legal. Why would you go to a corner when you can get it legally at a store and you don't get arrested for having legal marijuana? See, that's, that's the model that should be going so that the cartels have to die out by themselves because nobody's going to buy their supply anymore if it's, a, if it's available somewhere else, you know, mm-hmm. and legally it's, it's available legally somewhere else. I mean, because they, no, no, I'm hearing exactly what you're saying. Because then I just have this thing, man. So there's this struggle. Because folks, you know, could never wrap their mind around that happening. A, just it being legal. But then also, I mean, the the fair thing to do then is if it were, say that did happen and, and, and the legalization happened, any person that has a drug, um, you know, isn't that anyone who's in jail for a drug offense? Should be released. Oh, please! You know what I'm saying. Please and they do. Would just be like, huh? Please do. I mean, yeah. I, especially marijuana. It just upsets me so much so when stupid. we're. And, yeah, and uh, they tried to do that during yeah. during Obama's uh, time. He tried to uh, uh, get a lot of people that were in jail for marijuana or or certain drug charges that were nonviolent. Yeah. yeah, he he tried to get them out. He did uh, give a lot of pardons and everything for that. Um, but that's the reason why it won't happen. No. Because there's way too much investment into prisons. Into prisons, yeah. Yeah. It's way too much money. <sighs> so you know? gross. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, God. That's a shame. Remember when prisons were supposed to be for rehabilitation? Yeah. I probably <laughs> right. said that word wrong, but it was it, it was supposed to re- rehabilitate people that went in there and bring them back out to society. Right. It hasn't been that, I don't think, no, ever. No, it no. makes you... Uh, it puts you into a cycle where you go back in. Yeah. yeah. You just keep going back in. Yep. Yeah. And if you get caught yeah. deep enough in that cycle, you're never getting out. And the reason why it's 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 developed that way is because they want you to come back. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's that's where the money is. You know, oh. that's uh, you, you the state, the the government, the the federal government are paying these private companies to keep these people away from society. Mm-hmm. So of course they're going to criminalize everything. That's why uh, SB 1070 was signed into law here in Arizona, in my opinion, was because they wanted to criminalize um, uh, immigrants so they can put them in jail. Yeah. It wasn't so they can send them back to their country of origin. It was so they can throw them in jail, hold them there for a while, and charge money for keeping them there. Oh, my gosh. I, you know, I just have a, a friend that's going through that. Um, he, they threw him in jail for um, being here illegally. Um and he was in there six months before even seeing a judge or anything. He's just there, he not knowing what day he was going to get out. So mm-hmm. much that he learned English while he was in jail, um, got out, um, and went back to the courts and said, hey, I can't go back to my country because there's a lot of craziness going on. So he was applying for asylum. They said, okay, well, you, this is what you have to do. So they, they, there was all these things he had to do. He paid like eight, almost $10,000 of all these fees and so on. So finally he gets his court date. They're like, no, you have to go back. Nah. <laughs> I was like, that is Crazy. so messed up. <laughs> I said, that's such a scam. It is. They just milked 10 grand out of him. Yep. Fuck. Yeah, <laughs> that's all they did. <laughs> We're no longer the greatest country. I was like, that's world. shitty. No longer. Yeah, yeah. other than him being in the country illegally, there's no criminal record. He was, uh, yeah, doing daring everything he was supposed to, trying to follow all of the rules, showing up to all his court dates, and I'm like, nah. Yeah, yeah, that sucks. Yeah, it's terrible. Yeah. So now he has in January. He has until January. And he's like, well, I'm gonna go back. I'm not gonna break the law. So he's following the law. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so he's going to try to apply to stay in Mexico. 
Yeah. Yeah. So deal with their immigration. Jesus, <laughs> yeah, it's, great. It's, it's messed up. Who are the real kingpins here? <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Yeah, I don't know what else there is to say. I don't know much more about that. That's just sad. It's just that, yeah. <laughs> I feel like it's our most depressing show ever. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how to bring no, us out I, of that. More, no, animal, no, just, more animal sounds? <laughs> I, mean, I mean, just the realities of it, right? Like, yeah. like I mean, because none of these are... None of it's news, right? Just yeah. as far as like the prison industrial complex and all that bullshit and just the vicious cycle of it all. And other than us standing up and voting and making it heard, making and, noise, nope. you know, yeah. no, nothing's going to be done. So, yeah. Shit. <laughs> I mean, yeah, just, you know, everything will be okay as long as we speak up when yeah. it's not. So, yep. Yep. I agree. So what do you have going on, Ernie? What do I, yeah, um, In the coming week or week? You know, not a lot because something's going on, Ricky. It's going to shift. I'm going to do a shift because oh, sure. this is that's depressing. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> um, and we'll talk about uh, my, <laughs> my depressing situation. Let's <laughs> <laughs> talk about me. I, I'm trying to understand the shift now. Yeah, no. You know what's happening? I don't know what's going on. There's like a creative wall that I hit. Um, oh. And it happens every so often. And I have not been able to write a joke to save my life or even get started. Wow. Yeah. And even on stage, because whenever that happens, I'll play on stage. Um, people hate when people, comics do crowd work, but um, I kind of use it as play, right? Yeah. Uh, to try to figure out something. Um, and even that play that I'm doing on stage is not bringing up any type of jokes. I'm journaling and journaling and journaling, hoping uh, uh, something will will come up. Maybe you should do some mushrooms. You're the second person that told me that. <laughs> because, I mean, creatively, like, psychedelics. You're the second person that told me that. Psychedelics um, help open up those little neurons. I've, I've, uh, the most I've done with mushrooms is microdosing. So, like, super, super, super small amounts, okay, so which is like enough. Like a stem kind of thing? A little smaller than that sometimes, yeah. even, but it's just a little bit, you kind of feel something, but it's not like I'm tripping and I'm seeing things, but it's enough to open up those creative areas in your brain. Really? Yeah. D- is it enough? What do you mean? I mean, for did you find it beneficial? I did it once, and I, I I'd like to do it again, just to like I think observe and see and feel it out. Um, but yeah, I know. Um, sometimes a mental shift, like to be honest, like I found that my creativity kind of started um kicking fire a little more, or I had more energy to do shit when I quit drinking. Oh yeah, yo, because it's was, a shift. Because yeah. I was I was drinking a lot where it was getting bad, and I had a scare, and I was like, okay, I need to stop. So I'm like six months sober now. Ooh. But I find that I'm more like I have more energy to want to do something. Like I'm like, look, I mean, fuck, look at Teatro Bravo is doing artistic ensemble. Like, nice. come on, guys, like yeah. you know, yeah. Wait, alcohol definitely weighs you down though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, where's my beer? And that, <laughs> the, the fasting also helps. Yeah, yeah, so that's true. The, that's true. The, really? the fasting helps like crazy. I, I have a lot more energy. I did six pull-ups the other day. Whoa. Wow. I was in the Navy, and when I went to boot camp, I did three. Okay, 20 years ago, when I was in my prime, I could only do about three. The other day, like literally, uh, I, I want to say it was Thursday, I did six pull-ups. And I was impressed with myself. But was, were you hanging or were you just like playing? No, no. It, we, we went, um, my nephew was thinking about joining <laughs> the military. <laughs> we went to How a, close is the floor to the. <laughs> yeah. no, oh, no. It was, it was pretty high. <laughs> yeah. No, but, uh, but uh, it, it, it impressed me. It impressed yeah. me how much energy you get, you know, uh, and, and I blame the diet. 
I really do. This fasting diet has given me a lot more energy. I do feel more creative. Uh-huh. I feel like I can think uh, a little bit more clearly. Now all I need is time to use that creativity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, yeah, things, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But uh, but yeah, no. There's certain you do. It is a shift. It is a, a change of of lifestyle. Something that that makes your your mind just pop. You know, come mm. up with something new. So yeah, well, I'm trying. Not diet or exercise or anything like that, but or mushrooms, um, mushrooms, or or drugs, okay. um, but uh, uh, I mean, hey. <laughs> illicit drugs. I call it medicine, <laughs> brain medicine. Um, but uh, there's things that I'm trying to do. Like, um, there's a lot of uh, I, well, I'm trying to get out of my comfort zone on purpose. So there's all Spanish shows that mm-hmm. I'm booked on, which I'm terrified of doing because. My Spanish isn't the best, but we're gonna we're gonna muscle through this, um, and people are gonna laugh either at me or at my jokes. <laughs> we're gonna do this, um, and those yeah, those types of things. I'm gonna take a teleprompter class because I'm the worst at reading a teleprompter. But um, yeah, I just I was thinking of the things that that automatically I shut down on shy away from. I'm going to do, hoping it'll open up something. And bring some creativity back because uh, I used to be on it. And you know, and you know, going into that training in Atlanta, I was all about it. I was like, yes, I ha- I already know this is a good thing because I'm going to now um, the the message or my messaging is going to change. Yeah. Um, and we are here. I haven't written one joke. <laughs> <laughs> Not one joke came out. I was like, oh shit! I, don't, I just don't know. How to, I don't know. I used to know how to piece it together. I don't know what happened. I don't know how to piece it together. I just mm. don't. I just, I'm there, right there. But I'm, it happens. It's happened to me before. I'm curious I'll to get, hear the updates of this. Yeah, now. I'll get out of that. And uh, I feel like this should be a segment. Like now, it should be like, what do you try in the coming week? Like we just try something. <laughs> well, so like maybe yeah. one week, it's like you need to smoke a blunt, or you need to go for a jog, or you need. Oh, to... Well, I'm not gonna do drugs. Number I'm just one. saying. <laughs> but I'm just saying. I'm, like, I'm not gonna know, do that. Like, we can, you know, figure different ways. I might do yoga. Maybe we should find a, <laughs> an article or a reading that's like ways to to uh, overcome writer's block or creative block. So. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of them said journaling, but a lot of them say what journaling. But yeah, I do, even I do journaling, and you know what happens with me in journaling? I mm. start, and then my mind wanders, and then I'm like, "What? I was journaling like five minutes ago. Why am I in the kitchen? Right. Yeah, <laughs> 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 what happened? <laughs> yeah." So, anyways, so look. the the answer to your question is not much is going on because <laughs> on purpose, um, I have not booked any comedy shows because I just don't want to go on stage and tell the same jokes. Maybe you need a break. Yeah, I Maybe just don't want to do it. No. Maybe you just need a break. And if I can tell them in Spanish, it's almost like a different joke, but because uh, they won't make sense. <laughs> but uh, try yeah. another art form for a while. Yeah. What, what was the last time you acted? Like acted, not storytelling. Yeah, like actually been on stage when I show up to work. No, um, <laughs> no I'm kidding. Uh, no, I haven't done that in a long time. Hey, you should get back to that. You yeah. know, like a- audition for something. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I would like to do is a musical. I've never done one. Musical would go. be fun. Yeah, because they look terrifying. Yeah. There you go. Because uh, even when doing theater and and blocking gives me anxiety. <laughs> Because I'm like, where am I supposed to be? Yeah. <laughs> and in my head, I'm like, I don't know my lines. Um, Why don't you take voice lessons? Oh, voice lessons. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Something like that. Oh, that would be good. Yeah. Or piano. or Because I'm only saying that, projecting that on you, because that's what I want to start doing after Chop Talk Closes, <laughs> is do something to kind of keep my brain. Ding, 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 like, yeah. Chopsticks? Yeah. Like, I think learn piano and work on voice and just use a different part of my brain. Oh, well, it ends up being a skill that yeah. you can list yeah. on your resume. Yeah, I exactly. play the piccolo. 
Yep. Yes, I mm-hmm. love it. I love it. Okay, well, that's what's going on with me. I am on a bilingual show at um, at El Charo Hipster um, on, oh, yeah. on November 20th. On Grand so nice. please come see it. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Alex, well, how, what, what do you have going on? Uh, right now, pretty much just work. Um, like I said, I finished the play. I am. Uh, I have a script. I sent you the script. I, I know it's been over a year. Oh, yeah, yeah, that. this film. Yeah, I've been trying to make this film for over a year. Um, being the writer of the script, I believe that it's genius. Uh, so it's good. It's funny. I, I want to I make that film, start putting it into, uh, into festivals. Uh, I haven't lost faith in doing it. It's just um, any chance that I've had to, to work on it, something always comes up and, and it blocks yeah. it. But I'm at the point where I'm almost willing to shoot it with my, my, my phone. That'd be dope. Have I you ever, feel like that's a lot. Yeah. That's cool. Have you seen what's the what's that movie that that oh that trans that film? Um, uh, uh, Tangerine. Tangerine. There's okay. a film called Tangerine Indie Film. The entire film is shot on an iPhone, nice. and it's fucking cool. Yeah, and there's a few of them, like yeah. films I didn't even realize that were shot yeah. that I've seen yeah. that were shot on iPhones. Yeah. No, I I definitely need to just to or get a Tangerine. film done, you know, so so I can get that creative part of uh, uh, of my time out. You know, I want people to see. The film, hopefully, uh, learn from the experience and, and try to get better. Yeah. And, uh, I want to learn film. Oh, it's so much fun. Yeah. So much fun. It's just like theater, but with breaks. Yeah. <laughs> with breaks. <laughs> with, a, like, with a lot of breaks. Yeah. It's like. <laughs> with breaks and less projection. <laughs> like, do you, know, do you know your line or not? Not. Okay. We'll come back in an hour. There you, you go. Know, kind of thing. Versus theater. Do you know your line or not? No, he doesn't know it. As somebody feed him a line because yeah. the yeah. audience is getting restless. Yeah. yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. Thing, so. Uh, I think Al Pacino said it best: "Is uh, acting in uh, in in theater is like being on the high rope, and acting in film is like being on the high rope, but the rope is on the floor." <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but uh, yeah, I've been I've been wanting to get back into film for a while. I did some voiceover work uh, recently um, for these uh, training videos. I did that play. I'm excited to go to the uh, uh, meeting for Teatro Bravo. Mm-hmm. That I'm actually postponing a trip to Vegas. To Whoa! Yeah. I was supposed to leave on Friday, deliver. the 22nd. Whoa, that's deliver. pressure. And I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to Vegas. I'm going to that meeting. I'll be there early. Sweet. And, and then I'll go to Vegas after wow. the meeting. But, that's awesome. Uh, but I'm really excited to see Teatro Bravo again and, and uh, whatever capacity that I can help out, you know, uh, be in there. Because it is it is a great outlet for yeah. for creativity. I, yeah. I love Teatro Bravo. I think my first play was with Teatro Bravo. Yeah. Mine too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, good times. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so what, what's going on with you? Well, uh, Kitchen, uh, that's full time job. I mean, we want butts in those seats. I mean, this show is unapologetically Chicanex and we want as yeah. many people as possible to it's come so check it funny. out. Yeah. It's yes. so, it's Chichin Chong for kids. Let's be real. <laughs> Without the catnip. I like that you and Moises are, there's scenes of you guys just playing for like a long time, just going in circles and circles and circles. Just being ridiculous. Yeah, being ridiculous. Yeah. Nice. But other than that, like really excited about, um, the, this the Alto Bravo event because I think um I mean part of it too is 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 another venue, but another part of it is to address situations like you're mentioning, Ernie, where it's like I have these creative blocks and I don't know like what to do. But it's like, well, if we can have an ensemble of people that we're together and we're doing stuff and we're troubleshooting that I think, you know, we, we push each other creatively. At least that's the hope. That's what I would like to create. You know, it's just hopefully finding the right mix of people that are willing to to muscle through this journey with me because it is emotionally and physically draining it, but I think it's necessary and important work. And 
want to carry on this legacy. Yes. Sweet. It's exciting. I, there's a lot of excitement. Yeah. Hey, um, one thing before we go, we were talking about Narcos and it's a shameless plug, but I want to do it. Um, I, um, I shot a movie uh, a year ago. I think it was over a year ago. Oh yeah. I, I forgot. How, yeah. Um, and I mean, it was, it was in theaters, a few theaters, a few cities, but now it's on, it's streaming. So <laughs> you can get it on iTunes. You can get it on, you can get it on everything but Netflix. Damn. I was just I know, ask that. I know. I know. Hulu? I, was like, Hulu? I think it is on Hulu. Oh shit. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, yeah. Yeah. They gave me the list of, okay, of cool. stuff, but, um, what's it called? It's called Fronteras. And I can tell you, number one, my whole part, I have a speaking part. Yay. Nice. <laughs> but, uh, it's completely in Spanish. And Alex, you're right. Um, the the way it was done was uh, I had a script and it was a very loose script. And they told me it's a very loose script, so just know that. And when I got to the uh, when I got to the shoot, there was someone on the side. You're gonna say this action. <laughs> you're gonna say this action. <laughs> okay, let's try it with this line action. So they were feeding me lines all the time. Oh, wow. right? Yeah. So um, which I like because that's okay. Yeah. Because yeah, I don't. Why not? I yeah. don't remember shit anyways. So, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, the whole thing is in in Spanish. And my um, what do you call it? The person that's playing alongside the scene with me. Huh? Your co-star. Your so scene like, partner. Your or... scene part. My scene partner. I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, in the storyline, we're uh, amateur drug traffickers. Right, just, just regular Joes trying to smuggle stuff back and forth. <laughs> you know, as you one, know, as, as, as one does, um, <laughs> and uh, and that get him killed. <laughs> so, so I'm, I'm you're pers- a bad <laughs> partner. Purpose or? No. no, you know what? Don't tell me. Don't yeah. spoil it. I want to watch. Yeah, it. <laughs> it, it, which was fabulous because uh, so for some reason, you know what it was? They were running out of time. We were only allowed. Um, per the contract, you can only be on set so long, and we were down to the wire. And they're like, we only have time for one shot, and one shot only, which was the scene where he gets shot and he flies into the pool. But it was only one shot, and they couldn't do another shot. They couldn't reset because it was not enough time. So that that scene that you see there is the one shot scene with that part. Nice. One, one take, one take, yeah, one, one take. take. Yeah, so, yeah, Robert. I forget his last name, but Robert um, did a great job in that. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, um, so please watch it. And also, um, if you like this show, please go on iTunes and rate us five stars because that's how we keep this show rolling. It's not cheap. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) And uh, uh, yeah, uh, because we need your help. So please go on iTunes. That's the big one. Five stars or anywhere you uh, listen to your podcast and just uh, comment and rate because it really does matter. You don't even have to say you like us. You can say I like unicorns and Ernesto smells, but just put five stars. Well, they, okay, they can't smell you. Cause but you know what? They might. That's true. Maybe I'm real. Cause I don't think For, I put on deodorant right now because I can smell me. Fourth dimensional iPod. Uh, I can, uh, what, uh, podcast. Oh, that's where, ooh, that's where it is. That's that's where it is. Uh, that's yeah. where it is. It's our new thing right yeah. now. Dang. You know, we can. St- we're supposed to. Uh, anyways, I'll talk to you about this about streaming. Um. Anyway, <laughs> um. That's all I got. So, um. Well, we have some advice for you. Okay. So, um. Well, one, please come back oh, to the show because we love you. I, yeah. I love being here. <laughs> it's great. Yeah, and remember. If you hear the door creak. If you see the lights flicker. If it feels like something's there. It's not your imagination. Run, Perras! It's the Kukui! You know, the thing is, I need two weeks off. Then I can remember my lines. That's what it is. <laughs> That's what it is, <laughs> That's right? Good. Yeah. That's good. Yeah,